Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Yay, hello, hello, welcome, welcome back, episode 53, here we are, but before we do, let's live it up for that band. Live it up, did I just say live it up? Give it up for that band. Ah, yay, woo-hoo-hoo, hello, hello, episode 53, here we are, that was the amazing, the awesome, the best, dogs and cats. In a reference to episode 53, only people who've listened to episode 53 will know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, folks. Hey, that's if this is your first show, wow, welcome aboard. This is one of the crazy ones, okay? Okay, because it is. I mean, title, whoa, oh, oh, it's magic. Yes, yes, you know, it's the song by Pilot or Pilot or however it's pronounced with the little... What is that, an umlaut over the O? Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. They get better every week, that band, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I mean, that's why I keep coming back. They get better every week. As I said, that was Dogs and Cats in reference to episode 51. Well, hi, everybody. This is, you know, I'm sitting down to this one, and it's just been an amazing, I don't know, week or so, really, as I've been putting this one together. Uh, because of because of the last one, of course, and you know, it was a big one. It was definitely a big one. Before we get to that, this episode we're gonna have whoa, it's magic, kind of a little surprise, magical thing about uh, me coming out as genderqueer. Last episode, uh, we're gonna have the twenty-five valuable tidbits from famous women again. We're on number three this time, and of course, our secondary topic's gonna be. Uh, Oh, I don't know want to say commentary, you know, the reflection, observation of life, of being, being, being transgender in a world of gender-conforming people, okay? Just something to wrap our heads around. And yes, of course, there's going to be listener feedback, because that's what we do. Now, back on episode 52, last episode, I hope you heard it. I really do. If not, this is probably one of the first times I'm ever going to say this. You really should probably pause this episode now and go listen to episode 51. Just, or not 51, excuse me, 52. Just, just to catch up, because this is probably the two, this is probably a two-parter that is not going to be labeled a two-parter. It's just episode 52, now 53. But now that you're listening, yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be like a two-parter. So if you haven't heard 52, go hear it now. We'll wait as long as you hit the pause button. Everybody else, keep on listening, because that's how audio works. Uh, yeah, in episode 52, I came out as genderqueer, and uh, most people think, you know, episode 52 is, is a year of podcasting, and for the math, it didn't quite work out. I know, it's weird. I don't get it myself. I'm still, still trying to figure out why, but 
first episode and second episode were released on a Wednesday and then a Friday. So I started on a Friday with number two and then went forward, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way up to now we're at 53. So I'm not sure why the year didn't quite work out into 52 weeks. It should be more like 51, but it's not because technically I started really going live on the 18th of October. So everything was backdated before that. So really, the birthday is actually the 18th of October, but we're just going to celebrate this entire time from episode 52 up to, what is it, like 55 or 57? I don't know. I haven't looked. And basically, as I said, uh, I, I, last episode, I came out as genderqueer, and it was just something like a revelation of understanding more about myself, that balance, that... If you've heard any other episode, I keep talking about everybody has to find that balance in their life, and it's not going to be the same for each individual. You're going to find like-minded people, of course. Of course, that's what the world is. We try to find like-minded people and surround ourselves with them and, you know, take in their energy, give them back something, whatever it can be. And that's what we enjoy about life, and that's part of that balance. So everybody's balance is going to be a little different. It's finding yours. And for me, that's what it was. So like I said, go back, listen to that one, because it can be found at uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. That's where everything is. I mean, all the episodes and links and things like that that you're going to need. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Search us out there. Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. Uh, On the Blogspot page, we have Amazon and PayPal. And of course, there are links to iTunes and Stitcher. Hey, If you use iTunes and Stitcher, could you take a moment right now? I mean, if you're driving, pull over, okay? Do yourself a favor, don't get killed. Do me a favor, don't get killed. I want you to come back for more. But um, take a moment and go rate us on uh, Stitcher or iTunes, however it is. I think you can do it while you're listening to the show on on your device with that. So go. I'm going to be right here just rambling on. But when when you rate us and you click like or whatever it is, it really helps the algorithm because that's how it's it's like a silent social media thing behind the scenes. It's going to say, oh, this person that likes these things, which is also common to these people over here that like the same things, also like this thing. So they might like this thing. So somebody who's searching out transgender podcasts or the word transgender or genderqueer or whatever... I want them to be able to find this show. The reason being, I wanted something like this, a resource like this when I was growing up. And so now that I can, I'm creating it. And, and I get as much out of it as, as, I, well, as I hope the listener does, of course. But I get something out of it when I go back and listen to folks. I'm going to share that in a future, future, future episode. But yeah, um, I go back and I listen after time and just kind of listen to where things have been and where I'm going and all that. And yeah, I'm a fan of my own show, if I do say so myself, but I'm only at like episode five, you know, so, you know, I'm slow in my listening. Anyhow, uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Kind of keeps it easy there. The email is the same, changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com, which is almost everybody's email address. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Sabrina Miller 41. I say follow me because I don't have one for the show. I I barely use mine, and I did not want to deal with a whole other Twitter. It's one is enough. One Twitter is enough. Okay? Okay. Uh, But follow me. I I tweet stuff, and I tweet at the fans that, that go there. But the reason to follow me on that is for Periscope. 
it's a, it's a thing through Twitter. You can do a live broadcast to your followers, and you can talk and see your followers. No, you see me, but you can interact with me in, in like Twitter world. So it's pretty cool if you haven't heard of it. And so I'm going to try to start doing more of those. But I'm also going to do some private exclusive ones for the patrons over at Patreon. Dun, 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 dun. We need a fanfare. Post-production fanfare, please. <laughs> That's it. That's perfect. Thank you so very much. You know, gosh, you know exactly what I'm thinking about, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, uh, that's that's fanfare is for Patreon. P A T R E O N. If you don't know that, check it out. Patreon.com. Our page is slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. You know, because it keeps it all together there. But basically, it's a site. Very similar to Kickstarter, very similar to GoFundMe, where, you know, someone says, please donate, give me money, support me money, so I can do this something. Okay, well, that's essentially what I'm saying, except the coolest thing about Patreon is done on a, well, you could either do it on a per month or a per release sort of thing. And I figure since I do this every Friday, that's, you know, four times a month or five times a month. So I just say $5 a month. It works out to be like a dollar dollar 17 or whatever an episode and 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 that goes back to help me well right now grow the show is what i'm trying to do i'm putting it into a little bit of advertising that uh, facebook has i've looked into twitter advertising but i got confused <laughs> maybe someday but facebook advertising really easy so that's why you'll see some of these you know sponsored posts that's where it's coming from it's uh, it's pretty awesome um but you set your budget. That's the thing. You choose how much you want to give. And if you can give a certain amount now and change it later, all the better. Because that allows you to be in control of how much you give. So I understand that. And, th- and it allows me to continue to definitely do this. Because, you know, as my child grows and starts to go to preschool and I'm going to have a little more free time, I'm either going to have to find some, you know, part-time source of income or podcasting part-time income sort of thing. So the Patreon is really helping with that. And, uh, if you're, if you're interested, go check it out. Uh, it's, it's, it's lots of fun. I interact with the patrons and they interact with me, which is cool. <laughs> but, uh, it, I, I've, I've loved it ever since. And I have to thank, uh, Candace because Aunt Candace is the person that uh, told me about it. I had known about it. But they're the ones that said, no, no, check it out for podcasts. So I did. Uh, I have to throw out a thank you to Becky, because Becky, you're Becky. You know that. Longtime listeners know Becky. Yay, Becky. And we have somebody brand new, a new patron. This special episode, episode 53, is brought to you by our newest patron, Joyce B. Yay, Joyce B. Joyce, thank you so much for your pledge. I, I was shocked actually, when I got the uh, email notification and even more stunned as I pulled up the Patreon page and and verified the email. So I wanted to say now, since I have the chance, since I have seen the email from the last time I recorded until now, uh, it was such a shock and I felt so humble. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Any questions you have, anything you want to ask me, please do. You know how to reach to me. We, we've made sure of that. And I hope you're doing well. And I will be talking with you. So join in the fun. Patreon.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. Think about it this way. If you are a high-class coffee drinker, like Starbucks sort of thing, right? And, you know, specialty coffee drinks. 
They range in hot and cold. They all are out there. But the average large one is right around the $5 range. A little more, a little less. Let's just call it average five bucks. So I know that there's probably a good handful of you that listen to me while you're on a coffee break or while you're at a coffee shop or while you're drinking coffee. Or if you're like me, drinking tea. I, I like tea. Uh, black tea, uh, some herbal teas. Uh, Earl Grey is one of my favorites, but that's besides the point. Uh, so I'm sipping tea while I listen to the podcasts that I listen to. Also when I do the show, <laughs> when, I, when I record and when I edit, but that's, that's just me. So I get it about, you know, having, having something to drink, having a caffeinated beverage. So consider going to Patreon and buying me one cup of coffee once a month. How's that? Put it in perspective? I thought so. All right, let's, let's just lead out of here. Uh, you know, I think it's just about time to match the title to the song.
yeah, yeah, it, it is magic. It's, it's, it's crazy magic. That was, like I said earlier, magic by Pilot, or I don't know how you pronounce it with the little dots over the, over the O, but search it out. You'll find it on YouTube. I did. Uh, and then I found it on iTunes as well. So it's out there. You can find it, Google Play, whatever, whatever. Anyhow, it's been like about two months now, just about two months now, since I've embraced the fact that I am genderqueer and not fully trans woman sort of thing. And not that I'm knocking it. I loved it. It, it was so fabulous to step up on uh, April 2nd when I came out on April 5th, on April 2nd, 2014 through the video, which if you listen to episode two, I believe, one or two right there in the beginning, it, it, I play the audio for it. So you'll, it's there. Anyhow, putting that out publicly was so liberating. And I put it on my Facebook page. So liberating. I was like, yes, this is it. And it was. It totally was for about, oh, I'd say a good eight-ish, nine-ish months, thereabouts. And, and then it just didn't, it was still good. It just didn't fit right anymore. It wasn't as comfortable. And it took me, took me a while, took me a long while to figure out why doing the same thing every day that I had been doing for, well, over a year at that point was not as, I mean, I knew it wouldn't be as fulfilling as it was originally. I knew that, but it was, it was still different. It was still wasn't settling. It was unsettling is a better way to say that. And I couldn't quite figure it out. I couldn't. It was just strange and weird. And I don't really exactly remember what it was, but there was something on KPBS that my son was watching. I don't even remember the, the animated whatever it was, because there's many of them. They're, they're learning uh, shows very similar to um, Sesame Street and things like that. But this was one of the animated ones versus a puppet one sort of thing. Again, I don't remember. But all of a sudden, there was some father-son figure and... Don't get me wrong, I've loved the mother-son figure as he and I go out into the world. I've mentioned that in one of the episodes in the past. I know that. That's an awesome feeling, especially at the grocery store. Love it. Sometimes shopping in the mall, which isn't too frequently. It's usually to go use their air conditioning or their indoor playground area, uh, which was really dirty the last time I went. So I don't know how frequent we're going to be. But, yeah, you know, you do what you can. Anyhow, back on track. It, it was awesome to feel that. But at the same time, I miss that father-son sort of bond, we'll call it, that, that connection, we'll call it. Not that it was anything you know, diverse or anything like that, but it's there. And so that's when I realized, hmm, what other things about being a guy do I kind of miss? And so I sat there, well, not literally sat there, but you, you get with me, I mean, you know, lying down, you know, standing up, going for a walk, you know, mentally thinking about it, okay? Not, so I sat there. Um, and I just pondered for a while. I was like, what other things about being a guy do I really just miss? Part of it was my voice, as you probably have heard the last couple episodes. I've been playing with it again. I love that part of me. And, and I, I just, it's just part of me. I love it. It's, it's something that has always been an expression of me. It's, imagine, if a, da if a dancer dances, okay, and a musician plays music and a singer sings a song well 
that release for that artistic individual, my voice is that for me. The fact that, you know, I can, I can do, as I've gone in some other, some other episodes in the past, you know, I, can, I, I do a pretty damn good groucho, so I've been told. Welcome, welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Unless you're a little old lady in Pasadena. Tonight, the secret word is schmuck. Just because I like to say that word, schmuck. Everybody should say that. You should say that. Why don't you say that to yourself? Right where you're sitting, right now, say schmuck. I saw you right there. You didn't do it right there. I saw you. I saw you. Why don't you do it right now? Very good. Very good. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm going to give it back to Charlie Sabrina Miller. So shit like that, I, I love doing shit like that. And, you know, it's really awkward when a, when a you know, a, 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 a woman, you know, not, not some crazy looking broad, you know what I mean? You know, but a, a well put together woman starts going in the groucho. It's a little different when guys do it. And if, if I could do a woman, if I could impersonate some woman star or something, that would be totally different. But that's not my thing. You know, I spent shit. A good 20 years of my life, and in total, studying the art of acting on my own and in school and outside and doing, you know, shit for free, doing stuff for money. I mean, it's, it's, you look at the process as a long term thing because it's an organic thing and it never changes. It's always changing. Excuse me. It's always changing. It's never stopping, is what I'm, what I meant to say. And so, it, it's, it's also part of a journey within me as far as this, this gender identity thing as well. So, I, I mean, I remember starting to observe things in life in, in basically junior high. I don't remember them now, but I remember sitting and staring off and watching kids on the playground thinking, oh, they're kind of, you know, I, whatever I was reading about them, you know, what they were doing. It was like my own little social commentary in my head about what activity they were doing. People do it all the time. Uh, from a distance, they talk as if the two people are talking or whatever. Yeah, that sort of deal. And so I remember doing that in my head back in junior high because kids on the playground is the image in my head. But I also remember doing it and just watching human nature all my life on top of the education I received. It just works itself together perfectly. And where dialects and accents come into that is just watching how people's body change i believe there's a there's something in the contract with dan castellan and etta that he can never be recorded doing uh homer simpson because of the face he has to make because i've seen interviews with him and other cast members and where they step into the role and they say the say the sound of the character and some you get a glimpse of some of the actors but you never see dan castellan etta never i think that's part of his contract 
So if he's one, there's got to be others because it's you're usually making funny freaking faces is what it is. Uh, I, I don't want to do a lot of you know dialects or anything today. Um, that's not the, that's not the thing today. Uh, if you want to hear him, if you haven't heard him, I believe it's like right around episode five or six. I titled it The Voices in My Head. Uh, go check that out for more dialects and shit like that. Anyhow, so my voice was one thing. Um, the fact that, another thing was the fact that I, when I, um, doing guy stuff around the house, tits get in the way. Plain and simple. That's what it is. I, I hate to say it. As much as I love having them there, as much as I love wearing the bra, as much as a woman would, because you take it off when you get home. Ah, the joys of that. I, hey, I, I get it. I get it. I do. Um, but I was doing some yard work and doing some other fix-it-up stuff around the house, and god damn, they got in the way. And I was using on the smaller side's uh, sort of forms, you know. You know, I wasn't, like, putting the big jug cans in. And it was, this is respectable size for, you know, a woman my age, a you know, f- my physique, etc., etc., etc. You've seen the couple pictures I've posted if you've looked on the Facebook page. Anyhow, um, so it was just getting in the way. And honestly, I swear to God... Either I was listening to an episode of Transpantastic, don't ask me which one, <laughs> or I was working on that episode or something. I don't remember. Well, I wasn't working on the episode, but I had reheard it for quality assurance because I, I wanted to make sure that certain sound effects went through on the episode, and they did, so I didn't have to go back and change anything, and that's what I was kind of worried about. But anyhow, I don't know if it was that or listening to one of their episodes or what it was. I don't quite remember, but I do remember what Jess said, and I, I used it in both parts of their episode. In episode one, it's at the end of the conversation, and in episode two, it's at the beginning of the conversation. Because it's so poignant, it's so specific, it's so direct. Do, 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 do. Yes, the sound effects. This is post-production me. Hi. And, uh, well, editing me. This is when I'm editing and I notice this problem. I just said... Episode 1, Episode 2, and I meant to say Transpantastics Part 1 and Part 2 of their episodes 37 and 38. So, now back to what was recorded before. Because it's so poignant, it's so specific, it's so direct, Jess... I've thanked you so many times for this, so you've heard this before, but I'll thank you again so very much for so eloquently putting that out there on my show. I mean, your show does its beauty as well. <laughs> you, you should know that, I think, that about your show. Uh, but the fact that it was you said it on my show, so plain, so simple, so direct, was so wonderful. And that's when she described about the whole gender uh, queer umbrella and the gender fluid uh, term, and then the transgender umbrella, and, you know, go back and listen. I, I, you know, I should probably listen again, because it's been a while, and my brain's kind of, you know, the Swiss cheese sort of thing, you know, some parts are, so it happens when you get older, but anyhow, I'm running after a three-year-old, so cut me some slack, and it's getting late at night. Anyhow, um, so, that's when I was like, okay, I, I miss being a guy, you know, just being able to not worry about uh, having to work around the chest, uh, being able to do whatever it was. And, you know, I'll tell you, the, uh, the, the, the thing, the thing that I missed the most really was not having to really think about leaning over and showing affection to my wife in the form of a hug 
a kiss, a peck on the cheek, a peck on the forehead, whatever it was. And, I mean, it's not like I really had to keep an eye over my shoulder, but trans women, you you know what I'm talking about. You want to make sure, trans women that are still with their wives or dating women or something like that, you know, who who are uh, considering themselves lesbians or bisexuals in that they are romantic with women, you, you, you have that you have that thing over your shoulder. You're making sure that nobody's just going to, you know, give you the give you the look give you the eye say something whatever it is you know unless you're in certain parts of your city where you know that's the gay part of town you know the gayberhood is certain areas are calling it or have used it those are the safe zones you know i get that i believe i get it yeah (laughs) so so yeah you got that little extra radar thing going on i get it we did and that was it wasn't it it didn't bother me but there was a few moments in time when I really wanted to show her how much I, I was admiring her and loving her in that moment in time. And just because of the mixed company of wherever it was, would not have been a good choice. You know, hold the hands under the table sort of deal, that sort of thing. You know, text you a message, hey, I love you. You know, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. But, you know, being able to, you know, put my arm around her shoulders or lean in and kiss her or whatever whatever so that was that was the big thing to miss uh and i think i mentioned this last episode because it's such a big thing for me so but anyhow (laughs) so i i i came out as genderqueer and i embraced back to my manhood (laughs) my masculine side just because i it's not that i didn't run from it i didn't hide from it it's just it was there but i didn't I didn't address it. You know, it was something that was there. I knew it was there. It's been there for, you know, 40 years. Okay. It's not going anywhere. I realize that. You know, it's one of those old suits that just stays in the closet till, till, till you don't really need it anymore. And so, so it was just there. It was just kind of weird to get back into, you might say. So I spent a good, oh, uh, six-ish, six weeks, roughly. Five weeks, maybe. Yeah, about, about five, five weeks. Uh, just embracing the guy. I mean, every once in a while, I, I, I you know, sum it up, we'll say. Uh, but it wasn't much because I was still enjoying being a guy. And so one of the things for my birthday, which is at the end of July, uh, it just happened to be that Weird Al came to town in the end of August. And so we went to Del Mar Racetrack, which is where he performed, uh, to see a Weird Al concert. Now, I've been to three of them in the past, and they have all been just awesome. I- I've loved them. If, you've, if you're not a fan of his, go see a show of his, because he puts on a damn good show. That's what I'm going to say. Anyhow, so when we were planning this, this, this trip to the Del Mar Fair, because that's where he was playing, the races were going, and he was free with admission to the races. So you went to the races, six bucks. Got to see the concert. Ta-da! Yeah. If you, if you came in after the last race, 20 bucks. So, yeah, we came in a little early so we could take advantage of their happy hour, which is not really all that happy as far as the cost of the drink. But, yeah, it's the racetrack. And um, it was okay. It was all right. We, uh, we, 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 we bet a whopping $6 and lost it. <laughs> so nothing happened. And we're not big gamblers. But it was lots of fun. Uh, but we decided to go as women that day because 
Uh, it's been a while, you know, a good solid month since I'd expressed any femininity outside in the world and being a woman in the world. And it was, it, I could tell that it was itching to get out. I'd reached that point again. I understood that point again. And so, yeah, we'll do it that day. And so got ready. We had, I borrowed one of her nice looking dresses and we had some fascinators and we just, it was just lovely, lovely time. First time I'd ever seen the race, a horse race that is. And so it was thrilling. Uh, I got to experience it. It was just, uh, it was awesome. And the cool thing is I had a few close friends that were able to swing by. Because I said, hey, I'm going to the concert. And they said, hey, I'll be there too. And so it was awesome. And so I got to hang out with like four, well, five really. But one person had to, had to leave early. So, you know, whatever it is. It, it was really hot. <laughs> I, it was, yeah, it was just, but it's weird out. So you deal. <laughs> Anyhow. It was like a month since I'd really been able to express any femininity. It was so much fun. I had so much fun hanging out and just girling it up, you might say, with, uh, with the wife. We had a beautiful, beautiful evening with wonderful people. So if you're listening and you win, thank you so much. And now, you know, the real reasons that I really wanted to, to do this on that night was, like I said, it'd been a while. We wanted to have fun. You know, a couple going to the racetrack is fun, yes, but two ladies dressed up having fun, yes. It was great. It was so much fun. And it was, it was awesome that I can share that with my wife. And then, and you know, and it's, it's, it's a, either two lesbians or a gender-bending couple, who knows, whatever it is. One's butcher than the other, who cares? It was just so much fun. Um... And the number one reason that uh, we wanted to have a girls' night out at the racetrack is so we could use the bathroom together and not worry about separating or waiting in separate lines or anything like that. Not that we had to. It wasn't all that crowded, but, you know. So, so those are the reasons that we did that. And since then, since that was at the end of August, and this is, you know, basically the end of uh, September, I, it's, it's been, I don't want to say hit or miss, but it's been up or down. Some days, you know, go in certain places, be a little more femme, you know, put, make sure I've got my, my bra and forms on, uh, certain, certain cut shirts, certain cut shorts or a skirt. Um, I went out with a friend, uh, caught up with a friend at, uh, at happy hour, <laughs> you know, <laughs> happy hour being that that's the cheap price for food and drinks, the food being the first word. And uh, it, was, it was lots of fun, uh, but I wore a dress then. And then there are days when I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like it. Don't want to do it. It's much cooler to walk around with my shirt off, t-shirt or whatever. And so I do. And it's so liberating. It's so, so right is, is the best way I can say it. So overall, the last couple months in re-exploring my male side and, and keeping my female side and trying to figure out where I want to fit them both in has been so... Uh, liberating is a good word, but it, it doesn't really surmise it. It's If you've ever seen a live magic show where you go to a theater and you see a magic show, or you know, you're at a fair and you see a magic show, it's live, you know, no cameras, nothing like that. So you because with cameras you can always think in the back of your mind, well, I don't know. You know, because it's camera tricks. Come on, it's 2015. We all have cameras in our pockets. We all can do camera tricks. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Um so so seeing it live right there. That's magic. Hence the song and title. 
it's it's that it's that feeling that you get or the feeling when you fall in love it's that <sighs> you know if you haven't listened to fi- episode 52 you, you you don't know what i mean right there but uh yeah at, listen to the end of episode 52 that feeling of magic when you fall in love that'll make much more sense like i said you should listen to episode 52 before listening to this one but as I mentioned, I feel so much in, more in control and, and, and empowered with being able to say, hey, I'm a guy, and sometimes I'm a lady. And it's, it's just, this is the type of balance I've been looking for in my life, because I've always, always have liked longer hair, having longer hair, and, and I've always been made to cut it. Uh, usually by my parents or society, because I got to get a job as a certain thing. And I don't mean cutting it for a role on stage. That's different. It's part of the, that's part of the deal of being a performer, you know, where you, where you, yes, I will cut my hair to look like the role for the, you know, six months, the role is going on or whatever the case is. That's why wigs are a wonderful thing, but man wigs are not as easy as uh, women wigs. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's something for another time. So it's just this empowered feeling of today I'm going to be a guy, but tomorrow, hey, I might be the lady you're checking out at the uh, at the grocery store or whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm trying, that's the first. I just, I went recently, so it's in my mind. <laughs> Can you tell? And one last thing about this gender queer sort of thing that I've experienced just recently. Uh, my wife and my son and I, we went to a pizza parlor, a local pizza parlor that has pizza, yes, <laughs> and beer and soda and all that stuff. But it's got one of those play yards with video games and skee-ball and shit like that. And we were checking it out just because it's a fun indoor air conditioning place. And we have a child. It's so, you know, let's party. <laughs> anyway, we were there. And we, it, we, like I said, we were using the air conditioning was most of all. And it happened to be lunchtime. So we had a little pizza, had a little soda, had a little AC. With one of the deals, you get a number of tokens. So you kind of have to play. Uh, and in that few hours, there was one child near the end of our time that we were there. One child who was, oh, I want to say maybe eight. Maybe eight. Seven, eight. Just kind of tall, but still had that 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 youth in their eyes of of not really, you know, I'm going to be ten, you know, that sort of attitude when you're nine. Yeah. So my guess is seven, probably eight. But um, this is the better thing. This child was the only way I can describe it. I want to say him because he had a he had a hair boy's haircut and just you know kind of the build of a boy, but definitely gender queer or fluid whatever it was because this gender queer gender fluid child was wearing an aqua was wearing aqua blue shorts and a dark pink uh, you know fuchsia sort of magenta sort of color shirt and it was like a muscle shirt it was cut off at the sleeves not a tank top but you know cut off at the sleeves muscle sort of shirt and he had he had a boyish haircut like i said uh, it wasn't short like a pixie cut like a girl would have not longer as a girl would have. It was, you know, short, kind of longish for a guy when it's, you know, in the trimmed stage. So that's why I'm going to say boy in this reference because I didn't talk to him. I didn't say, what pronouns do you like? You know, I mean, that would be the thing to do, but you don't approach children in a place like that where they're having fun. They're there with their families and you don't know them and you're looking after your own. And if you happen to look at them, people are probably going to wonder why you're looking at them. Anyway, back on track here. Uh, seeing this child in obviously clothing that was designed for a girl embraced 
his happiness. He was running around, not a problem at all. Uh, it made me feel proud of him to be himself at that age. And part of me was envious that, you know, I couldn't do that at an early age. Because as I mentioned a moment ago, I've always loved having my hair long. I remember when I got my ears pierced for the first time. My ear pierced. It was one on the left side, I think, at the time. I was 18. And it was awesome. And then, like, a year later, I got the, the other one, the other side done. So I had both done. And that was, that was the thing at the time. And I wore so many different styles. Uh, a lot of them were just behind closed doors. And <laughs> nobody saw them but me and a few women that I dated. Uh, but out and about, be little, you know, colored studs or tiny hoops or something like that. And it was fun. Lots of fun. So much so that later in life, I got double piercing just because somebody said, you know, you'd look good. And I went, oh, okay. So I did. Uh, and then again, later in life, a neighbor who worked for the, uh, one of the stores that does ear piercing brought home a gun because it's a sterile gun. You take it, you use it, and you throw it away. And pierced me a third time. So I have three on each side. So not only was I proud of him for being able to express himself, but I was proud of his parents for basically allowing him, encouraging him, supporting him in, in, in doing that. It was awesome. Whatever it is. And even if, he, even if she is trans and just, you know, going through life now, fine, great, good for you. And it was something, you know, I, I ran from as a kid because that's what you did in, in the late 70s, early 80s. And, and, and standing there watching this child, it, it helped me feel more empowered and accepting my gender fluidity and gender queerness and non-binary gender expression or whatever because, because I, I, I always had to run from it. Always. Always. It was something to be ashamed of. It was something boys didn't do. And, you know, if you did, you're a freak. And, you know, who else are you going to tell about this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, you just, you can't talk to anybody about it. This is before the internet, you know. In the internet, you can be uh, nobody <laughs> and could join a forum and find others like you and then say, oh, hey, you know what? You seem pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you're just down the street. Ta-da! You know, in the same city or whatever. So, yeah, it's, that's what life is. So, and that's what the internet has been. So, no, I'm talking about before that, before you could do that, find anything. It was it's just one of those weird things to, to try to find in somebody else. So it's always felt weird. And it's a big reason why I stayed in the closet for three quarters of my life. If you've listened to the show, you know. But, but more importantly, it made me feel so happy that we as a culture... We as, as a people are starting to accept and allow expression in mixed public areas with no questions asked. Double takes, yes, because it's not normal yet. We got to get over that. Oh, hey, that's something different. You don't see that all, every day. Well, that's, that's life. Blame commercials for that. Commercials force you to see things you don't see every day, so you want to see them every day. Yeah, commercials have that in our heads. Um, it's one of the reasons I don't like them. Uh, visual commercials, that is. So we're still, whoa, that's different. That's what's going on. I don't recognize that. And until we get over that little hump, which isn't going to take very long, that's going to be an easy one. Oh, right, that's something different because everybody's different. There's going to be the natural thought very soon, very soon. I feel it. I can feel it. 
Uh, I mean, I hope, <laughs> but that's what I feel. And it may be in the larger cities first, of course, but time will change. Time will change. Now, I'm going to say Mick Fair, that I'm happy to see it in mixed areas. I said that a moment ago because this is a mixed public area, you know, a pizza parlor. People come to eat, play games, slide on the slide, ride the rides, whatever's there, you know, win the tickets and get the, get the crap. Um, but it's in one of those areas of town that's, you know, not not the greatest it's not the worst but it's not the greatest area and they just redid the shopping center so the shopping center looks beautiful they re- looks like they redid the pizza parlor not too long before and i mean but it's still you know off an off ramp that you don't normally go one of those places it's been there for forever so you go you know that sort of thing but it's nice to see that that's happening in that location as well yeah express yourself however you want to totally fine go for it and so, I mean, my, myself that day, I chose to be a little more masculine because I didn't feel like shaving. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it was. And I just, I didn't want to go through it. And it was hot. So hot. That's why we went there. It had AC. So, I've said it before. The times are changing. It, it's a time of magic. Yeah. So, let's, let's go with that. Hello. 
When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Ladies and gentlemen, go visit TomSlayton.com. I've mentioned this in the past. He's got such a collection of, well, photos, yes, but such a collection of phrases and sayings and, and stuff to just make your mind go, hmm, for a moment and ponder something and then go on to your next activity, whatever that may be, whether it's writing or just daydreaming or whatever it is, I swear there's always something to find at TomSlayton.com. I find photos there all the time. There was one of a beautiful uh, snow, uh, uh, snowscape with a barn, I believe is what it was. I know there was another one with a car, so they're kind of getting confused in my head. Uh, just, it's all great. So go check out TomSlayton.com. Show him some love. Check out his stuff. Share it on the internet. Let other people see what this man has. Twenty-five famous women on the best advice they've ever given or received. This week, number three is is Mindy Culling. I hope I say her name right. I hate when I mispronounce stuff, but I don't know it. Um, she's a voice actress. She was also an actress on The Office. I don't really know her. I had to read about her on IMDb. You know, you look her up if you don't know her. And uh, her quote, her best advice is, My mom always said, You should judge your relationship not by how a guy makes you feel when you're with him, but how he makes you feel when you're not with him. And... This is, uh, this type of thing, this style of thing, this type of phrasing, uh, this empowerment sort of feeling. I've been seeing it float around the internet for years, this meme sort of thing. And it's just, you know, remember how how you feel when you're with him and when you're not with him or her, you know, whatever, whatever gender it is, whatever identity it is, choose your own. And uh, and it's just a matter of, of course, you think of how you feel when you're away from this person. If you miss the person, if you, you know, oh, I'm so happy to be away from them, you know, but you still miss them a little bit, you know, that sort of deal. And, and that just makes sense. It's a very important thing. And it's hard to, it's hard to, hard to pinpoint for a lot of people sometimes. And I just say, just keep remembering, keep, keep, keep trying. Um, my father used to tell me uh, as, as a kid that uh, people will light up a room, some when they enter, some when they leave. Be the one that lights up the room when you enter. I, I try. I still try. I do. Uh, it's tough. Because, you know, sometimes a light bulb gets burnt out and needs to be replaced or charged or whatever, whatever thing you want to talk about with that. And, and so, in fact, talk about recharging batteries and things. One of the things that recharges mine is doing this podcast. And when I hear back from you guys, the listener feedback specifically, as, I, as I'm going to get to in a moment. But I'm, we're on it right now, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that balance, that synergistic thing between you and me, the listener, and the content provider or podcast host or producer or whatever title you want to give me. You know, friend with the coffee, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. 
And so for that, I want to say thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks for that feedback because that keeps me going. That's what relights my light. Anyhow, uh, I try to be that person when you light up a room going in, you know, making people happy and cheer for you and stuff. But sometimes you just can't, and sometimes you realize you need to recharge. And that's what I want to get to. It's recharging yourself because you can, you can do so much for so many people, but you have to take time to recharge for yourself because if you don't, you're not going to be any good to anybody else. Secondary topic, secondary topic. Uh, this one is uh, actually from a listener, uh, from Jamie W., a friend and listener. I know her here from the LGBT Center. Uh, I hope she's listening since she, re- you know, wrote in. <laughs> uh, she said, uh, "Her, it's a quote from her, does my being trans really change or threaten your world in any meaningful way? And... You know, basically that kind of boils down into how does one person's outward expression and self-identity affect others? And, and let's now f- figure out others. There's the family, and, and with family, there's a lot of changes that go on. Uh, you got names and pronouns and just interacting with the with the with the person. You know, it's it's now a different gender, and it's I hate that there's different ways to treat different genders, but that's just the way our culture and society is. We have to change that now. So, you know, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. We we have to change that that the way that it's handled. I guess is the way to say that. Um, also, realize that your family and your close friends, the people that are very close to you, which usually is family, but can be friends just as well, uh, they're going to go through their own transition. Well, everybody's going to go through their own transition, but the ones closest to you are going to have the hardest time with it. It's just the way it is. Uh, they're going to feel threatened, maybe, in it by some, in some manner or another. Uh, whatever it may be, it's different from many different people. Uh, they may be confused by it themselves, question their own gender identity. Uh, they may just decide that, you know, you're not the person I thought you were and see a peace out. It just depends. It's so many different things. So many different things. And then there are others that totally embrace it and support it and say, that's wonderful. I'm so glad. And I will call you the right name and I will call you the right pronoun. And if I ever break that stuff, know that I don't mean it. It's just an accident. Those people, I hope you have them in your life. I've got, a, I've got a small handful. It's lovely. It's wonderful. I mean, we've got each other when you think about it. Uh, and then the next circle out, is, as I like to think of it, is your friends. You know, it's, it's kind of like family, but they're just a little bit different, a little bit further out. Uh, and, and, and let's just say it's probably an emotional thing, depending upon probably how close you are in literally for proximity, but also to do the friends, you know. If they, and if they're that close, they're probably going to be considered family. So, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, little loophole or kind of, you know, balance thing to figure out, you know, well, you're like family. Okay, well, you're a friend, yes, but you're like family, so you're going to be family. Bam, done. I'm talking about the friends outside of that. You know, they're going to go through their own transition too, but uh, they're probably going to have the hardest thing with pronouns and names. Pronouns first is my experience and, and uh, uh, notice observation because they, they're so ingrained in saying he, she, 
once they got that, they latch onto that, they got it. it because that's never going to change, usually. Names, hey, could you call me such and such right now? You know, could you call me whatever nickname it is? You know, in the theater world, you know, hey, could you call me by my character's name so I get used to hearing the name? Yeah, sure, okay, uh, sure, chocolate, you know, or whatever, whatever the name is. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so, so, so pronouns are going to be the hardest thing for them. And I have to say, give them some slack, cut them some slack if you can. Realize that when the misnaming and the misgendering is m- vicious, malicious, you'll know. That's when you can put your foot down and say, no, no, don't treat me that way. But, you know, I will give you free reign to use whatever your choices are. Everybody's got their own different choices. So just be aware of that. The closer the circle, the harder the thing. Coworkers, I've noticed, are kind of hit or miss. Some draw even closer to you. Some pull further away uh, in, in the sense of that closeness on that circle I keep talking about. You know, the closest would be family, and then outwardly would be your friends, and then coworkers, et cetera, et cetera. And some seem to move into the friendship realm, and you're like, wow, you're, you're cooler and closer than I thought. Thank you so much. And others move away, which, you know, I haven't really, I guess semi-strangers would be one way to put it, because that's my next thing, but yeah, not really, because you kind of know them. I mean, they're, stra- they're not really strangers, but they're kind of strangers now. Uh, uh, coworkers, though, um, within the coworker realm, there are ones that are absolute friends. As I just said, they come closer. And some that are even closer than that, where they feel like family. Well, put them into that appropriate circle. I hope you would. <laughs> Figure out, okay, you are a friend, not a coworker. You are family, not a friend. So, you know, figure that out. Um, in my previous jobs, I've had the blessing of having friendships like that that I still have to this day. And it's amazing. So I understand that, you know, circle of friendship. But then there's, um, you, you don't forget there's always you in that, in that realm there. So don't, don't, don't go crazy on how you're labeling where your friends and family fit in. Uh, the next one's probably the more appropriate one would be the semi-strangers. Because these are the people who see you semi-regularly, like, like, like employees at places you frequent. You know, the grocery store, the convenience store, the drug store, the movie theater, the mall, whatever it is. You know, whatever you do frequently, there are people that are going to start to recognize you. Oh, hey, you're that person. They're the ones that uh, are going to be... They're, they're going to be hit or miss from what I've noticed. Either they're going to give you the dirty look like, oh my god, alright, fine, whatever, do your thing. I have to do this because it's my job. Or they're going to be like, hey, I see that you're not conforming to the gender society, gender binary. So proud of you. How can I help you? You know, that sort of thing. And, and I, knock on wood, thank you, I have had a wonderful experience so far with this part of my social interaction. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, it's usually the employees at the local convenience store and then the drugstore. And I'm not naming names just so I don't, you know, out, <laughs> out those chains. But they're awesome people. So they've seen me. They know. And not, they don't bat an eye. It's awesome. It's totally awesome. And that was before I, I internally embraced the fact that I'm genderqueer. That was when I identified as a trans woman. That was before I didn't want them to see me as a guy. Now I don't care. Today's a guy. Hi, it's me. You know, it's me, Charlie. Oh, okay. Today's a girl. Hi, it's me, Sabrina. Or Charlie, because Charlie's gender neutral, whatever you want to call me. Yeah, see, that's why I love my name. And I mentioned that last episode, so there's another reason to listen to episode 52. Now, the grocery store is kind of a hit or miss thing, because I'm there frequently, but not enough frequently. 
Uh, people's shifts change. I go at different times a day. Uh, but there's never been any questions, never been any issues at the three different grocery stores that I've frequented in the last year, we'll say. So I feel very blessed, to say the least. I feel very, very blessed that uh, I have had positive experiences. And then the very last circle uh, would be the strangers. Their lives are going to be affected, because that's what this is all about, how people's lives are affected. Because Jamie asked, uh, does my being trans really change or threaten your world in any meaningful way? Meaningful way? No. Absolutely not. But these ways can be meaningful to, to, to others. It's their feelings, so they have, they're valid. So, you know, we got the semi-strangers, now we're at the strangers, which would be the outside circle, to people you totally don't even have any no knowledge of. And there's one little thing that happened to me. It was when my child and I were at an outdoor, you know, one of those indoor playgrounds at a fast food convenient or fast food store, fast food chain. And this one little boy, probably about seven, maybe eight, walked up to me and said, uh, why do you look like a girl and speak like a boy or talk like a boy? And at the time, I didn't know what to say. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, it's a birth defect. I was calling after my son, hey, be careful, you know, don't climb on that, don't run there, you know, don't jump off of that, whatever it is. And so he heard me. And this is during that time I'm, I'm in, in between, trying to figure an in-between blend. So I, I uh, you know, I... <laughs> I wasn't a total girly girl, but I wasn't also a macho guy at the same time. We'll just say that, okay? Uh, and so it was nice that the, the parent or the guardian or whoever it was, you know, quickly ushered the child away and, you know, we don't ask that. You know, so whatever. At least that's what I heard. And so that's that. But the first answer that came to my mind was it's a birth defect. I had no choice into what to say. Afterwards, I would say uh, not a birth defect. I would say, oh, I just I was born this way and leave it at that. Or something, you know, it was the way, it's the way I was born or whatever it is like that. And usually I just answer what pops into my head. But now that I've had a chance to think about it, the birth defect is, you know, obviously not the right choice of words. But, you know, I was born this way is definitely a better way to say that. So, uh, you know, how does it affect people's worlds? Well, that's, that's how it affects them. Everybody goes through changes. Everybody goes through, you know, um, transitions of their own. And even though we may not think it's something big, it can affect those people. So that's just something to, something to chew on, something to think about. And uh, that's that. comes from Addison, who sent it to me on Facebook around the end of August. It was a question for the show she sent in. She's listening to the episode about misgendering and pronouns. She had a thought about the term birth gender and preferred gender. She says, I see me as a woman as my birth gender and not my birth gender as male, which I was born as. Could you talk about those thoughts on your show instead of birth gender as I was male to preferred, gen preferred female gender? And... This was tough, Addison. This was a tough thing to ponder because I had to really stop and think about it. It's uh, everybody, as, we, as we've talked about before, gender expression and gender identity is something very personal. It's what you are choosing to be identified as, as and seen as. So 
it's very hard to 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 break it down because it's something you feel deep down inside deep down inside addison you feel like a woman deep down inside i have this split duality of masculine and feminine that wants to merge and purge together itself and become you know whatever it is and so that's where i call my gender queerness well you're you're identifying as the woman and that's that's you putting it upon yourself saying no this is me well back when we can't speak we need to be identified you know the doctor the nurse whatever it is needs to be identified so they let you know here's this this one means male this one means female and it's tough very tough because they have to say your birth gender on that birth certificate form that's what it boils down to there but you're still deep in your heart feeling the way that you feel and in your case as a woman uh, and in, in specifically in your case as a female with some different body parts that medical science can help you with now i made i said it that way because i mean air quotes let's let's be specific about that uh you were born female with some different body parts is in air quotes uh that medical science is also in air quotes can help you with was help was in air quotes and what i mean by medical science is medical transition hrt uh surgeries uh you know uh therapy even so there's 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 a lot behind medical transition and so you could say you know for your case it is a birth defect as i said you know in the previous section uh because you are seeking medical science to fix a birth defect for all intent and purposes but it's hard to tell at that young age and and the the, uh the speed bumps that we experience i I don't want to say problems because problems is too strong of a word it's not even really a problem it's speed bumps, stuff that set us back a little bit. Our culture and society. And basically they have to say anybody born with a penis is a man, male. Anybody born with a vagina is a female. Because they need to differentiate it. They need to figure out, you know, for medical things, for procreation things, for a number of different things. Medically, medically here, okay? It's not perfect. Uh, but it's not horrible either. Considering, you know... We have to differentiate us between everybody else, you know? It's, and it's something from so long ago, it's hard to change. It's, and, you know, it, and it happens in, when we do it in life, too. Think of when you have a pet, or you, you know, maybe you didn't have a pet, but somebody has a pet. And they're like, oh, yes, it is a boy. I'm so happy it's a boy. And then a couple weeks later, you find out, hey, so how's your little guy? How's the little puppy doing? Oh, it's a little girl. You know, but you're cha- you're like, oh, it's not a boy dog anymore; it's a girl dog, you know, whatever it is. And you, you swear you saw what you thought was a male boy dog, and now it's a female dog. I get it; happens with cats too. I've seen it with cats; like, oh, I thought that was a girl, but no, it's a guy. And it's just as they develop. And you know, someone has to say MRF for document documentation purposes. Uh, I hope, I feel in the future, the distant future, uh, I'm in a, I hope that gender is uh, something that will be self-selected as time grows, as we go through time. You know, as we go and experience life, we will feel one way or another. And that's what's going to allow us to express ourselves in whatever identity it's going to be. 
But that's just, we're a long way off with that. We are definitely a long way off with that. It's also a matter of letting people be left to their own things, to choose their own ways. A lot of people don't like to have that much freedom of thought out there floating around. So some people keep their, you know, they want to keep, keep things nicely organized, and it's our job to stir up the pot. And lastly, I don't even want to talk about intersex people because their struggle is greater, far greater than ours. And the only thing I want to say, my support is doctors, leave them alone. Let them choose their self when they find out who they are. Leave them alone. Just leave them be. Make sure they're healthy. That's your job. Don't change anything. Don't suggest anything. And the second listener feedback is also about Addison because as of, well, basically right about now, not, not, not exactly now, but close enough to in recording times, Addison is our newest Patreon. Yay, Addison. Thank you so much for joining Patreon and becoming a patron. It means the world to me, as I've told you in so many episodes in the past. Uh, you know, thank you for not only sharing the show with your friends and on your page and all that and talking it up, uh, but also for becoming a patron because that just warms the cockles of my heart. It really does. So thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, we made it. Here it is. We made it to that time. Holy crap. Uh, Next episode. Next episode is going to be, well, I I called it one year of podcasting because, you know, I put the first episode on the second of October. So we're going to have a little birthday themed episode there. uh, And that's basically it. It's, you know, it's technically the, uh, the first, you know, anniversary of it. But we'll have something else when the 18th rolls around or getting closer to the 18th of October. Hey, remember, I'm always looking for topics, always looking for guests. Send it my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out Patreon, patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast to help out the show with as little as $1 a month. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. 
I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and remember...